What's up, everybody? Michael Nettermeyer here and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Joe, how you doing today? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing really well. So, Joe, today we want to talk about who you surround yourself with and why it matters. Now, I really honestly think that the person you become is determined by the books you read and the people you surround yourself with. And I know a lot of people have heard the expression, you're the average of the five people you hang around with most. What a lot of people don't talk about, though, I think, is the books that you read and how those also can shape you as becoming the person you want to be. You know, if you think about it, reading a book is kind of like spending a couple hours with a super successful person, somebody that maybe you admire, somebody that maybe you strive to be like, somebody that maybe you want to accomplish what they've accomplished. And, you know, the book from a book, you can learn just about as much or you can learn a lot about what that person knows without ever meeting them. And so the reason I brought that up is just because I know Jim Rohn says, or used to say when he was alive, he would say there's wisdom of the world available for the price of a library card. So the question is, if it's that easy and that accessible to get information and to quote unquote surround yourself with people through books, why don't most people take advantage of it? You know, it's one of those mysteries. But here's also the thing. Even if you're reading all the right stuff and you're surrounding yourself with people that maybe aren't on the same path as you, don't have the same mindset, don't have the same growth trajectory, don't want the same things you do, it's kind of pointless to read in a sense because you're going to be reading and wanting more out of your life and then surrounding yourself with people that are going to tend to pull you backward. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think those two things go hand in hand though because if you surround yourself with, like you said, shitty people or people that you know aren't growth-minded or growth-set, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be reading anyway because those people aren't going to be reading either. They're going to be watching Netflix every night probably you know, watching TV on social media all the time, not working on themselves. So therefore you're going to be like, Oh, all my friends don't read. So I don't really need to read either. Yeah. I think it's very possible. It's, and so that's the big thing. It's that the information that you take in, who you surround yourself with, it's, it's kind of asked the question, why is it important to begin with? I think there's a couple of things because I think one attitudes are contagious, right? So if you're constantly around people that are filling your, your head with negative things or assuming, um, you know, you end up agreeing with them. It's human nature. And so think about that, like specific feelings. If you're surrounded by sad, grumpy people, it's hard to imagine or maintain a good mood. If you're just in constant, and I've talked about this before, like I had a guy one time that was working on some projects with me on some rehab stuff and I had to pick him up for work one time. And as soon as he sat down in the car, it was just negative, 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 the the government, the economy, stuff going on with his kids, his life, the bills, the landlord, I was like, dude, you've got to stop after about 10 minutes. Like I just can't, I can't take in all of his problems. And if I surround myself with that every day, I might turn into a negative person as well. So it's easy to, so, so the attitudes are contagious. And here's the other thing though. You don't have to really, let's just say like, cause people are like, Oh, you know, I don't want to leave my friends or I don't want to like, I always say that too. Like people think that by saying the average of the five people you hang out with most shapes your life, which it does. It doesn't mean you have to give up your friends because I think that's a big thing too. People like they use this as a way of being like, well, I just can't hang out with them. They just don't want the same, the same things I want. I've got a lot of friends that don't want the same things that I want. And it doesn't mean we can't be friends. Now, if they were like dragging my mindset down constantly, that's a different story. But just because they don't want to be some super successful business person doesn't mean I shouldn't hang out with them. That makes sense. What it does happen, what happens though is like when I hang out with those guys, we don't talk about business stuff. Like I had a guy, I talked about this before, I think I had a guy that in one of my mastermind groups that said, he's like, yeah, I just feel like, you know, I, I get, he gets super passionate about like real estate investing and different things like that. And he just, he just vomits all over people at the gym, everywhere. 
they don't want to hear that. Like if their goal is not to be a real estate investor, they don't want to hear about you and all your success. And you know, like just go to the gym and be at the gym and hang out with people. So, but with that said, if you're hanging around people that are constantly pulling you backward and constantly negative and constantly filling yourself with negative thoughts, negative ideas, people that are saying, Oh, you're working too hard. You take time off this or that. Those aren't the right people that you want to surround yourself with. Would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent too. And Plus, those five people, I think it's important to look for those core values in the people that you surround yourself with because, you know, sometimes they might not have the same goals as you business-wise, but it's what core values do they have? Do they, you know, have the belief that you must work hard? Do they have the belief that you must have integrity? Like, what are their beliefs? And that will really help shape you as a person, too, because if you hang around people that lie, cheat, steal, mm-hmm. you're going to lie, cheat, steal, too. It's just like an organization or a business, whatever the core values is most of the employees are going to be that exact same way. Yeah. Same thing with your friends. So find out what those core values are and then look at them and reflect and say, hey, do these core values match the person that I want to become or that I am? Or are these completely opposite to who I'm trying to become? And if they are, then you need to find new friends. doesn't mean you can't still be cordial and nice with the people that you are hanging around right now, but don't spend all of your time with them or else you're going to become just like they are. Yeah, agreed. That's huge. Because it's, it's also true with, to what you just said there, like the core values are super important who you surround yourself with from that aspect. And it's not just your friends. If you think about it, it's work. Who you work with matters as well. If you think about it, we spend more time with people that we work with than anybody else. Like I spend more time with you and other people in our office than any of my friends. Most of of my family even. Five days a week. Yeah. It's eight to 10 hours every day, five days a week, sometimes Saturdays. So, and then we hang out outside of work playing racquetball and stuff like that. So if you think about it, like you and I spend more time together than I spend with a lot of people. Most, most of your friends. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so if, if that's the case too, like let's just say you work 40 hours a week, eight hours a day, you sleep eight, right? So you have eight hours to hang out with your friends or whatever, which you're not doing eight hours of hanging out with friends every day, but you're spending more time with people at work than anybody else for the most part. So what does your work environment look like? Are you hanging out with constant negative people? Are you hanging out with people that are just doing enough to get by? Are you hanging out with people that cut corners and that are just like, oh, that's not important. Don't worry about it. Let's just, that's important too. It's not just your friends. It's your work environment. Are you, is your work environment a good environment? Is it a place where it's just toxic and everyone's cutthroat and everyone doesn't care and they cheat and they steal and, you know, or is it a good place where you can grow and, and surround yourself with like-minded people? Because if you're reading books and you're wanting to get ahead and you've got a good peer group outside of work and then you go to a work environment that you hate, that's not the same culture or fit that you're looking for, well, that's going to set you back as well. So I think that's very important. And to your point, from the core value perspective, not everybody has to be on the same path as you, but they have to align with, with to your point, with your core values and what you want out of life. Like same thing, like in a relationship, like you could have a fiance or a girlfriend or a wife that doesn't necessarily want all of the same things that you want from a financial aspect or from a success aspect, but they have to understand why you want it and they have to be supportive of it. Because if you have somebody that's constantly like, Oh, you're working too hard or, you know, this or that, and maybe you're not even working that hard, but they just want you home all the time. Or they think it's stupid that you want nice things or just be happy with what you want. If you're not in line with that in your relationship as well, that could tend to set you back as well. Do you agree with that? 100%. You see it all the time, too, because you see these people just rush into the relationship because, oh, the girl's hot or, or they think <laughs> the guy's hot, and then all of a sudden they're dating, and they find out, oh, this person has no work ethic or they have no ambition. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, not both the people have ambitions or they're not ambitious, and then one of the people you see is just an anchor mm-hmm. and holding them back. So they either stay in that relationship, they get held back, 
and they don't progress or they cut that anger off and move on. Yeah. That's just it. I mean, habits are contagious as well. We talk about attitudes being contagious. Habits are contagious as well. If you're a person that's, you get up early, you have a good morning routine, you, um, you know, you like to get to the office early, you like to do things like that. And then you start surrounding yourself with people that like to sleep in, that don't maybe want to work out, that eat bad food, that drink a lot, that party, that do drugs, that stuff could tend to wear off on you. And it's not a good thing. If that's what you want, that's fine. I don't know anybody that like. I don't know anybody that's like. Yeah, well, I really want my life to be about sleeping in, Pretty eating shit, yeah. eating like shit, doing drugs and partying all the time. But there are people that do that, and you know, deep down, they're not. They don't want to do it. Uh, at least I don't think they do. But like, if if that's your thing, if you're surrounding yourself with people like that, and your goal is to, I want to have a better life. Well, you need to start figuring out then how do I surround myself with people that are living a better life, or at least living not even better, but the life I want to live. So who can I surround myself with? What can I read? Who can I follow? Who can I go on? You know, there's so much free content, like more content now than there ever was. Like when I was little, there was no internet. You couldn't just go on YouTube and find a lot of people with good information. So who can I surround myself with though? Like what kind of networking groups do I need to go to? How can I, I would pick up the phone. I used to do this too. I I had a little window cleaning business in college. And uh, from the summers, like when I come up for the summers to make money, you know, so me and my buddy would do it. We'd clean windows and we'd do these nice houses in Frontenac, you know, multi-million dollar houses. One time I just asked the guys like, hey, would you mind? And this is after um, I talked to him and I kept in touch with them through college. Once I got into real estate, I called him and I was like, can I come by and just kind of, you know, ask you questions and pick your brain? This guy, he ran a super successful life insurance company. And so I would call people like that too, that I hadn't met and they would always take the time. That's the other thing. If people think like, once people are at a certain level, they're like unattainable or untouchable or you can't you can't relate to them or this or that. Most of those people that have a ton of money, one, they're self-made. They didn't come from anything. It's like 84% of millionaires are self-made. So, and two, they're some of the nicest people out there. People just have this preconceived notion that once somebody's wealthy, there's some big a-hole. It's not the truth. They're oftentimes the most generous. So thinking about that too, who are people you've met in your life that you can just call like for this guy, his name is Ed. I called him, went and met with him. We sat down and he gave me like an hour. We sat there and talked and I kept in touch with him throughout the prop, like throughout the next couple of years as well. That stuff's important, right? Like the, the information he gave me was invaluable. It was just one of those things that was priceless. You couldn't even pay for that. So thinking about that too is you don't have to reinvent the wheel because a lot of people think that too. Like they're just on their own trying to figure this out. There's so much access to information out there. Go find the people you strive to be with. Go talk to the owner of your company and see what he did to build the company. Go talk to the – I tell people this too. Like if you're in a sales role especially, if you're in a sales role and you're struggling, go talk to the most successful salesperson in your office. Do what they do. If, if they're making four times, five times, ten times more money than you, what are the habits that they're doing? Are they showing up early? Do they stay late? Do they make a certain amount of phone calls a day? Do they do their follow-ups? Do they do the things they're supposed to be doing and how can you start doing that as well? to start having the success that they're having. So a lot of this is just a mindset thing. It just comes around, one, believing you can achieve a certain level of success, and then looking around your environment and seeing, like, what do I want for myself? Is this the environment I want? Are you a person that keeps a clean house or keeps a shitty, you know, a super dirty house? Well, if you're hanging around people whose houses are always a mess, chances are your house is going to be a mess too because it's not going to be important to you. If you hang around people who's like, would come over and they would be embarrassed, you know. Like, think about that. Like, if, if you went to somebody's house – and you're a person that has a clean house and it's a mess, what do you instantly think of them? You're putting drops directly. Yes. <laughs> Big time, right? Yes. So if you have a bunch of people that come over and like they don't care that your house is a mess, you know, I don't know. Like I'd want to hang out with people who would come over and be like, oh my God, dude, clean your house. 
You know, so it's it's important to surround yourself with those right people. What do you think on that? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think especially for people you know my age, fresh out of like college or high school, there's a hard transition that I think some people take where you know they're in kind of a group of average friends or you know the, the party group that you said mm-hmm. they they want to go out all the time, they want to drink, do drugs, whatever it might be, and you know all of a sudden they have that nugget planted in their mind where it's like, hey, I want to get better or I want to go pursue this or that or you know, start a business or get into sales, but all of their friends are not on that same path. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have that, almost that conflict inside where it's like, well, I really like these friends. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but at the same time, I want to get better. And you have to make that decision. It's like, is my, I have to spend the rest of my life with myself. Mm-hmm. So do I either want to make mm-hmm. my four or five shitty friends or people I hang around with happy right now and ruin my chances of ever being successful or do I care more about myself and having the things that I strive for and have always wanted? Who cares if you hurt their feelings? Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to be with you forever. Yeah. Even your quote-unquote best friend right now when you're 20 years old or you're 25 years old probably isn't going to be your best friend when you're 35 years old. That's a good point. So why why try to appease them? That's a good point for the younger people because they think that um, that's a really good point. Like I look at it now like my friends. I still talk to my friends from high school and college but I hardly ever see him yes. and I don't talk to him often when we do catch up like every few months. Like it's like, it's like it was 10 years ago, exactly. 15 you years ago. Right Cause we're good. Yeah. We're good friends, but we don't talk a lot and we don't see each other. Like it took us three years for four of us to get together and go to dinner. So, so you're absolutely right. So it's figuring out then if, if what do you want out of life? And that's kind of what we talked about in podcast previous. What do you want out of life? Like, what do you want your life to look like? And if you want it to look different than it is today, you have to start designing your life and you have to start surrounding yourself with the people that have a life that you want. Like if I wanted to run a successful company and have a private jet, I should be going and talking to people that run successful companies and have private jets. I should start getting around those people as much as possible to figure out how they did it. If I wanted to be the number one real estate agent in the world, I should go talk to the people that are top real estate agents in the industry or in the world and figure out what they're doing. So it's all about surrounding yourself with the right people and being okay Here's the thing, like I talked about, you don't have to just cut your friends out of your life, but you have to be okay with them not understanding your journey. You have to be okay with them not understanding why you want what you want. You have to not listen to them when they say, oh, that's stupid. You can never have a nice house or a Lamborghini or a private jet. Or when you tell people, when you tell small-minded people big goals, they're going to laugh at you. That's why it's better just not even to tell them because they're not going to understand it. It doesn't matter. Go surround your people, surround yourself with people that do understand that, that are going to get it, that will support you. And that you're not going to get all this negative backlash like, oh, I want this out of my life. Oh, my God, you could never have that. Like, that's the worst mindset I've ever seen are the people that just instantly say that's not for me. That's for somebody else. I could never have that. Oh, we're just – that's not – like, remember that movie Rudy? Have you ever seen the movie Rudy? I have not. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. Judge has seen not seen so many great movies. All right. This weekend, Rudy. All right. In addition to The Edge. And what was the other one? I don't know. I An officer and a gentleman's another one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Rudy, Cliff notes real quick. It's about a kid who like grew up in a on like a mining town, or he worked in like a plant, I don't know, a coal plant or something. Anyway, he had a dream to go to Notre Dame. He was tiny. He wanted to play football at Notre Dame. This is a true story. He wanted, and so Rudy Rudiger wanted to play football at Notre Dame, and he was like five foot nothing, didn't weigh much, you know, no no athletic ability. But he had a big heart as far as like he was a driven person. So anyway, he goes to like Holy Cross. He gets into Notre Dame finally after a couple of years of applying and all that. He makes the football team as a walk-on. 
And, and at the, I'm not going to remember. Just watch the movie. But it's a good story. But his dad, he was sitting at a bus stop getting ready to go to Holy Cross, like which is like community college or something near Notre Dame. And his dad came to the bus stop. And he's like, you're a Rudiger. Rudigers don't go to college. He was trying to put his limitations on his son. Right, and had Rudy just bought into that because he came from that environment where everyone worked at the plant, just what they did. They're the Rudigers. They don't go to college. We're not smart people. Had he not had he not broken that mold and just went on his own path, well, who knows what his life would have turned out to be. So it's all about that too. From your family environment can set you back as well, unfortunately, which is a super unfortunate thing. But you can have family members that aren't going to believe in you as well. You could have a spouse that doesn't believe in you, that doesn't believe in your goals, doesn't believe in your dreams, thinks that's stupid. If it's important to you, focus on it and keep pushing forward and don't allow that person to stop you. Because that's the biggest thing I see happen is that other people try to impose their limitations on you. Then they give you advice too. And I think that's a big part is, you know, if you're surrounded by five average people or even your parents, if mm-hmm. they have like a normal average middle class life or, you know, upper or lower middle class even for that matter, and they say, oh, you should go do this or mm-hmm. you should go do that. And if you look at them and you're like, well, I don't want to be like my parents when I grow up. Or, yeah. They don't have what I want. Why would you even listen to them? Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it sounds weird to say, but you're absolutely right. And, and here's the thing. Just because it doesn't mean you don't listen to them from everything, but it, it means that you don't take financial advice maybe from yes. them. You don't or take career advice. business. Yes. Exactly. Career advice or business advice. If they've never done what you want to do, yeah, they're probably the last people you should take advice on. Now, can you learn a lot from your parents? Absolutely. Can they instill good core values in you? Can they instill, instill a work ethic in you? Can they instill just because they didn't do all of the things you want to do? doesn't mean they're bad people by any means, and it doesn't mean you can't learn a lot from them. But you have to pick and choose what information you decide to take from them because if they haven't ever done what you want to do, chances are they're not the best resource to be listening to to go achieve those goals. You need to go find other people that have achieved those goals. That's why mastermind groups are super important as well. Do you go surround yourself with other people in your industry that are doing it at a high level? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that just talk all the time? Because that happens too. You can get into, You can be around a ton of big thinkers – but just because they're big thinkers doesn't mean anything if they never put it into action. So you guys can sit around and have the biggest goals in the world and talk about all the great stuff you're going to do and you're never going to make it out of having you know, a below average car and a below average house and a below average bank account because you never put anything into action. So it's important to surround yourself with people that are doing more than you. They don't even necessarily always have to think more than you, but they have to be doing more than you. And if you do that and you start surrounding yourself with those right people, you're going to start to see your life excel and you're going to start seeing things get better. Absolutely. And then one more thing I want to add too is, you know, even for those younger people, when you have those five friends that you're around and you want to get better, it's going to be lonely for a little bit. Like if you stop hanging around with them all the time, all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, shit, I don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's books, there's podcasts where you can start to get better. And then eventually as you, you know, you join a different company, you start working with people, you'll start to meet people that you can spend time around with and they'll naturally become people you hang out with or your friends you can get better with. So it is going to be lonely for a little bit. And I feel like everybody's indoctrinated, especially when they're in, you know, like elementary school, middle school, high school. It's all about, hey, how many friends do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, what friend group are you in? Are you hanging out with the cool kids? And, and people live that their entire lives. Yeah. And they look back at their life and like, shit, it doesn't matter that I was hanging out with the quote unquote cool kids. I'm now 50 years old drinking beers in my garage and, you know, only have a few hundred dollars in my checking account. Mm-hmm. So it really does not matter how many friends you have, what quote-unquote friend group you're in. It's all about who you become and are the people that you're working with or surrounding yourself with 
striving and trying to do great things. Yeah, I agree. Nothing worse than peaking in high school. 100%. Hit your peak in high school. Oh, for sure. Because they live in the past. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, if you're still talking about the football game you won in 2001, like, there might be a problem. Uh, Yeah, so don't be that person either. But that's the thing. It's, you be okay with being on your own. You're absolutely right. It's, it's okay if, if I'm not suggesting you have to leave all of your friends behind, but if they're not helping you get better and they're not helping you improve, you might have to, you might have to go find a new network of people. You may have to go find more people. There's, I think the Dan Pena quote, he says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's absolutely right. If you hang out with shit, well, you know, yeah, yeah. And if you want more for yourself, go find the people that are doing more. Go surround yourself. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call people. Ask for help. Ask for questions. Ask for advice. Pick up books. People say, oh, books are expensive. I just bought a book. I just bought a $100 book, most expensive book I ever bought. It's really good. I'm about halfway through it. I would never thought I'd spend 100 bucks on a book, right? It better be really good, though, for $100, right? But, yeah, it's $100, but what if it helps you make a million dollars? Is it worth it? Absolutely. Go get a library card, though, and you can go rent every book possible. I don't even know how much a library card is. It's free. It's free, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pay $6 in late fees, maybe. <laughs> but don't be afraid to go expand your network of people and don't feel like you're stuck. Don't feel like you're stuck hanging out with the five people you hang out with today. If you want more for your life and you don't want to see your life repeat every single year for the next 30, 40, 50 years, you owe it to yourself to start figuring out what you want out of life. Who do I want to become? How do I go surround myself with people that are doing the things that I want to do? And when you do that, you're going to start to see your life excel. You're going to start to see your life thrive. And you're going to start getting a lot better. We'll talk to you guys next time.